Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Secret of Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, N.D., C.N.H., is the best-selling author of the e-book, The Secret to Everything, Manifesting the Life You Desire, now. Available on Amazon. She has practiced naturopathic medicine for over 20 years. She is a gifted intuitive, medium, empath, paranormal investigator, and remote viewer. She travels and gives classes and lectures across the country, as well as taking limited private clients. Trained in many modalities of healing, Dr. Kimberly has been practicing energy healing exclusively for the last 10 years. Dr. Kimberly has the ability to raise your vibration in person or long distance, and as a result, change everything in your life for the better, forever. A gifted transformationalist, she has developed TEB, or Transformational Energy Balancing, in order to facilitate permanent and rapid healing in her clients. Her desire is to be your last healer. And now, the host of The Secret to Everything, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. The views expressed on The Secret to Everything are not necessarily those of the host, the co-host, or our guests. All medical information given is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose any disease or condition. Please see your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. And as always, thank you for listening. Everybody, good evening. I don't quite get what the parallel universe echo thing going on is going on. Kara? Yes, I am here. Can you hear an echo? I can't hear an echo right now. There was an echo when it started. See, I hear like a delay of... um, Okay, Kara, I'm going to have you um, start because I'm going crazy because I'm hearing, like, a, three voices. So if okay. you could go ahead and introduce everybody. I'm going to call in on the phone. So if you could go ahead and introduce everybody because this is I can't talk like this. So go ahead. Okay, wonderful. I will get that started, and you can call right back in. Uh, so this is a little bit of a change-up. I'm going to go ahead and do announcements before I introduce everyone. Uh, So, if you missed last week on The Secret of Everything, The Secret to Everything, there was Shoshana. She she owns an energy healing center. She talked about energy healing the first half of the show. And then we had Michelle Herbert, who wrote the book on becoming more conscious, um, and it's called The Tenth Door. She took our questions. It was a very insightful show about a lot of natural healing and and uh, wonderful. I mean, the podcast, the archives looked great on that. So I, 
I encourage you all to check out the show. Um, tonight will be a very interesting night. We have Dr. Joy. She'll talk about her book and prophecy for the years to come. The second half will have a popular energy healer, Jared Hewitt, will be on to answer questions about bringing abundance into your life as well as gifts of healing. On August 29th, we'll have Eva Gregory, an internationally known consciousness coach and channel. Uh, She'll be channeling her guide for us and taking questions. September brings us to the Tell Summit Wealth Money Mastery on Tuesday, September 4th with internationally known teachers about money. We'll keep you updated about the time. I know that there is a free gift for signing up, so we'll post a link on that in the chat room later. Um, On September 5th, Renee from Renee Live will be talking about her website, business, and giving free medium and psychic readings. September 12th, Maz Seja, internationally known energy healer, will be doing live healing and talking about techniques to improve your life, and that's what's coming up on The Secret to Everything. All right, we'll see if Miss Kimberly called back in. Hold on one second. Okay, can you hear me, Kara? Yeah. Okay. Did you go through all the guests already? There was only there was only a short list, uh, and the list was a. Uh, remember, I told you I got the wrong list in my email box right before the show. So. Oh, how far did you get? Because I'll continue. Where, who did you get to? We got till September twelfth. That's a very short list. Well, okay, on the 19th, Brad Johnson will be coming on. He is the author of a book. I don't have it on my calendar, but he's the author of a book, and he'll be offering free readings. On the 26th, um, Shane from Spike Paranormal will be on the first half. The second half, um, we'll be having an author that is going to talk about evidence of ancient civilizations, and he wrote a book. On October 3rd, we're going to have Greg Friedman talking about consciousness. On the 10th, we're going to be talking about holistic weight loss. On the 17th, we're going to have Marie Laratonda on doing healing and readings. On the 24th, we're going to have Marty and Michael Perry. I'm really excited about them. I don't know if you know who they are, Kara, but they're a paranormal couple, and they do some really cool things, which we'll get into more details as we get closer. We're also going to have on the second half of the show Hunter Shea. He writes um, the paranormal blog, Monster Men, and he's a horror writer. And on the 31st, we're going to have um, one of my good friends, Dom, from um, the Canadian Ghost Hunters. And the second half, we're going to have Kara's favorite, very favorite guest, Ultimate, the Ultimate Guest for Kara, the Race Project. And we've got a lot of... Oh, no. <laughs> I apologize, you guys, about that. Every Anyone who listens to my show knows it's always a rough beginning, and it just gets better from there. But that was crazy, Kara. I was hearing like 10 voices. Maybe they were just the voices in my head. But I was hearing 10 voices, and I just couldn't talk. I'm pretty good at ignoring distraction, but that was a little too much. So we're going to say hello to everybody else who's here. We have a wonderful guest, Dr. Joy, and I know this is going to be a great topic, so we're going to dive in in a minute. Um, I'd like to say hi to TG. Are you there? Yes, I am. I'm right here. You aren't, hearing, you aren't hearing voices, are you? Just no, me. I'm not hearing 10 voices uh, like yourself, but I was hearing... Uh, just a couple of them, but I think it was more, you know, uh, in the background. You were uh, hearing at, the voices uh, the in my head. That's what you're trying to say, <laughs> or not trying to say. He's, he's like fine. I said, <laughs> it, it wasn't ten of them, though, that I was hearing. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. So you're not as dysfunctional as I am. Okay, and we're going to say hello to Kareem. Hello, how are you? Uh, 
Is that How's it? Everything? That's all you got for us is hey. <laughs> you know you was hearing the voices because I wasn't on the line real quick. I know you got to keep control of the voices. You're the voice <laughs> controller, Frank. You got to keep those under control. Well, um, we always try to set the intention, and obviously, um, we need to set something, I guess, with that start. But um, I'm going to play a little bit of a meditation in a minute. But first of all, I was um, I wanted to share a little bit of something that is really from my first and second book. But everybody says, how can I bring what I want into my life? How can I have a better life? How can I manifest what I desire? And um, one of the really key things that's just a overwhelming principle for a lot of better things in your life is gratitude. And so I was driving by a restaurant that I ate at for lunch. I don't know why I was thinking about this about three years ago. And I remember sitting in that restaurant and I was so grateful for where I was in life. I was so grateful for, you know, the man that was in my life and my kids and where I lived and where I was working and what I was doing and the level of business that I had. And I was so thankful for, you know, in the car I drove and uh, I was just really, really grateful for where I was. And I remember thinking that specifically, eating lunch in that restaurant. And so, you know, the other day I drove by, and my life is just, like, so much more amazing. You know, I'm driving, like, ten times a better car, and I dumped the horrible man out of my life. And I still have a great relationship with my kids, and I'm getting ready to move. And I have wonderful friends like you guys and all the listeners out there and many people I've met on social media and Facebook and Twitter and so I'm just so thankful for all the great things in my life. So I'm going to put you guys on the spot. And I already gave Kara a heads up, so I'm going to start with her just to be nice because I could be really cool and not start with her and throw you guys under the bus. And I know Kareem really loves when I throw him under the bus. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be kind. Um, but I'm going to start with Kara, and I'd like all of you guys, I'm going to go around pretend we're at the dinner table at Thanksgiving, you can tell me and our audience, what were you really grateful for this week? Kara. Oh, well, I most definitely would have to say um, selling my mother's house and uh, having that go through. And I'm just so thankful for my father's support through this time. Uh, it's, you know, been really a really rough year after losing her. And so without, you know, my dad, he's my, my best buddy, and he's kept me laughing, and he's done so much work on that side. So I'm truly grateful that a process that could have been messier was actually not that bad. Well, that's, that's good. Okay. See? Uh, was that for me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be great. Okay. Uh, I, I'm actually uh, thankful for two things this week. Um, uh, number one is definitely uh, my father had an operation done about a couple months ago, and um, finally this week it's already where things are going back to normal. It took him some time. He had a uh, he had a, a hernia, and um, it kind of was like an emergency type that needed to be done. Um, he was uh, bleeding and whatnot. You know, we took him to the hospital, and then afterwards, on the spot, I mean, it was just within a matter of moments. Um, probably within 20 minutes, they had already determined, you know what, emergency surgery has to be done. So anyway, it kind of threw everything out of alignment uh, for everybody. Um, he wasn't definitely ready for it. Um, you know, he just thought he was going to be okay and, you know, maybe take some pills and whatnot. But uh, anyway, um, that wasn't the case at all. But um, once again, it was just more that finally for him, you know, things are going back to normal, which, of course, everybody kind of takes part in that. And then uh, number two would end up being more for myself. 
just being very, very busy um, the past weeks. This week, finally, again, just being able to finally uh, slow it down a little bit. Sometimes it gets very, very hectic. And um, just to, to slow down, it's like, it's amazing. I mean, it's like having a little bit more time to see the grass grow, so to speak. But um, other times it's just on the go. I mean, constant, you know, in one vehicle, into another vehicle, you're just constant moving around, going from place to place, um, always trying to, uh, to make moves. But it's finally, again, um, that's what I'm definitely uh, appreciative that it finally got a chance to slow down as well as my father uh, on the road to recovery. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm really happy about that. Kareem? I'm thankful for a couple of things. First, um, I'm thankful for my family. I love my family to death. We're very tight-knit all the time. Um, I'm thankful for, you know, the time I spend that I have to spend with my son. Thank for a lot of we're actually getting on this show and being a co-host on this show because huh? I learned a lot from Dr. Kimberly, Carol, Melinda. Thank you for all the people that I've met through the show. Um, I'm also thankful for my friends outside. Um, I'm thankful for people in New York. I love, you know, meeting people every day. It's a good thing to be out here in the city because it does move very fast. Um, and I'm thankful for what's, what's ahead of my life right now, because I know I'm going through a transition. So I'm very thankful for what's going to happen. That'll, you know, what's happened already, I'm thankful for that, but I'm more thankful for what's about to happen. That's a good, I like that positive outlook. Well, I'm going to go ahead and play this um, simple, brief meditation just to get focused. And I want to say we're thankful for Dr. Joy, and we thank her for being with us and for her time. Our time is valuable. We are so appreciative. And we're thankful if you're listening, Jared, or even if you're not, we're thankful for Jared and um, that he's going to come on. I'm so thankful for our guests. I'm so thankful for our listeners. You guys make the secret to everything what it is. I appreciate your phone calls. Um, I, we're going to get into probably a pretty deep conversation for a while with Dr. Joy, I would imagine. If you do have questions, we'll try to get you in. Our number is 646-564-9712. And, of course, on the second hour, Jared's going to be doing live readings and live healings. So um, if you do want to get in or you have a question in the chat, you can ask your question for Jared from the chat. We'll be happy to ask him, and he can plug into you and answer from there. So I'm going to go ahead and shut down everybody's mics. We're going to do this for about five-minute meditation, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? And um, we'll get right back. Carol introduced Dr. Joy. We'll be on our way. Thanks, everyone. This is a light meditation to open up your chakras and bring light throughout your entire body. Relax. Take a deep breath in. Hold all your tension from the day, from this week, in that breath. Then take a deep breath out. Open your crown chakra, which is at the top of your head, and allow a column of golden light to enter through. Bring it down through the top of your head, and run it through your entire body. Relax 
into the light as the light slowly ripples through you. Visualize each successive ripple of light running continuously from head to toe and carrying all your tension away. Visualize more and more waves until they flow together in a golden river of light running through you. Imagine that river expanding beyond your body to fill the room. Expand beyond the room to fill your space. Expand beyond your space to fill your town. Expand beyond your town to fill your province or your state. Expand beyond your state or province to fill your country. Expand beyond your country to fill the world. Expand that beautiful golden river of light beyond your world to fill your universe. Expand beyond the universe into the infinite. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. everybody that was a beautiful beautiful meditation um we're preparing to bring on our guest the lovely dr joy she has written the book eden the knowledge of good and evil 666 um a very profound read about uh the antichrist and the end times it will connect a lot of uh of the dots i'm going to read a little bit about her background she is a very educated woman dr joy is an alumni of South Georgia College, Valdosta State College, and Nova University, where she received her doctorate in education. Her background involves working as a researcher, counselor, mental retardation professional, human services director, and consultant. Her complete biographical history is featured in Who's Who in the World, Who's Who in America, Who's Who in American Women, Who's Who in South and Southwest, Who's Who in American Education, and Who's Who in Georgia. You can get her book at armageddonbooks.com or drjoy.com. I will be posting the links in the chat room. Now here is Dr. Kimberly and Dr. Joy. Dr. Joy, I just want to welcome you again to The Secret to Everything. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, listen, I appreciate the opportunity, Kimberly. I'm looking forward to tonight's show. Well, I have to tell you, um, this book is 400 and I don't even remember how many pages, and I tried my best. I really did to read the whole thing, and I only got about halfway through because it is a meaty, meaty book, and so full of research, and if anyone who's studied the scripture or Bibles or any any form of spiritual literature, it can get it can get kind of dicey here and there. But you do a really good job, I think, of um, mixing it up with the lighter parts and the more studious parts. I really did enjoy it. But um, lots and lots to talk about. So let's start at the beginning. What inspired you to write this particular book, Doctor Joy? Well, it began when I was six years of age, and I had a strange dream that woke me up and uh, really changed my life at that point because it was so vivid and it was so real. 
And when I told my grandmother what had happened, of course, as a child, she tried to, you know, comfort me and just try to get me to go back to sleep and forget about things of, I guess, uh, of that nature, because most six-year-old children don't start talking about end of days and seeing Jesus and, and watching the world be destroyed. And she didn't want me to spend my days thinking on that. But instead, I did, because I knew that what I had seen, that I was going to see this happen in my lifetime. So from that point, from the age of six years of age, I began doing my own little research, looking for the little pieces to this puzzle that I felt would manifest by the time I was a certain age. And so I've been putting those pieces together for a long, long time for myself, never dreaming that I would be able to have an opportunity to share them with the world through media or through books or through radio or even doing some a show like today, tonight's show. But God has given me this opportunity, and I feel that my research is very important. It's very timely. And uh, the biggest thing is that my passion is to show people that many of the things that we have been taught, yes, may have uh, credibility in some areas, but in some ways things have been a little bit twisted to the point over time that we've lost the ability to see the forest for the trees. Things have become so specialized that we lose that. And so when I was given the opportunity some years ago to start writing and to actually do a book, the first book that I did was The Antichrist, Cloned Image of Jesus Christ. And that book set up within me a desire to try to put into a huge book of work. And the book that we're going to be discussing tonight, Eden, the Knowledge of Good and Evil, it took me seven years to put that book together, and I worked on it almost 24 hours a day because during that time my mother was very ill, fighting cancer, and I would take her to her chemotherapy, and I would sit with her and read the documentation, and then at night when I would come home to look after my grandmother and my, my husband, who were also having health problems, I would sometimes type all night long. And so it took me seven years to put all of that together. So the 482 pages, the reason it's chock full of information is because it took that long to find the pieces to all the pieces of the puzzle to help you see the broader picture. Wow. Well, it's certainly, it's certainly an interesting read. So... Do you believe, I guess would be a question that I had, I don't know what T.G. and Kareem, hint, hint, what kind of questions they have, but do you believe we are truly in the end times right now? Because I remember I went to a very large church when I was growing up. My dad's actually a pastor and um, quite a well-known head pastor of this church. And I remember when I was maybe 13, 14, sitting in the pews, and he's like, you know, the rapture is coming, and Dr. Joy, all I can remember thinking was, please, I want to get married and have children. No, no, hold off, hold off. So, you know, and that was, we'll just say, five years ago, you know. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. But, you know, that was quite a while ago, and he was acting at that time like it was imminent, you know, of course. So, I guess what I'm asking you is, first of all, do you believe we're in the end times? And then can you define what that means? Does that mean you know, the end times are 20 years or 100 years or five years or five months? Could you kind of get into that a little bit? Well, I was like you. I grew up in, in church, and I would hear the, the pastors scream and yell in the pulpit in regard to saving one's soul because it was imminent that you do that. And, of course, I guess if you really look at it, it is imminent for all of us to make a decision whether there's going to be a rapture or, 
rapture or whether we might face death because there's a choice that we have to make as to who we serve and why we do what we do. I mean, there's a reckoning day. There's a day of judgment. And so I can understand why pastors in those days were so adamant trying to make people aware of there would be coming days where time would be in such a way that really knowledge would increase to a point that you can't really distinguish the truth from the lie. And because I've been doing this research for so long, I've been able to see the change up not only in the New Age, really, Bibles that are starting to be written, but the fact of the transitions throughout uh, various people's translations of the Bible, and then the question as to whether or not were these scriptures taken from, uh, let's say, a, a, a pre-existing uh, story. And having to look at this and, and doing it from a standpoint of, of a researcher, and that's what I went at this because I wanted to know the truth long before I wanted to tell it to anyone else. It was it was important for me to know. And what I discovered was that in doing all this type of research, the thing that stood most out to me was the numbers of things that the the biblical prophecy said would happen and how many of those things had come to pass and were very, very true to what had been told to us. But then there became uh, an awareness that in the Hebrew Scriptures that there was something called equidescent letter sequencing in which these mm. Hebrews, Hebrew letters would actually spell out a future and of, of things that were happening that no one could have known about. And in looking at that, I began to see that there was a part of Scripture that we see only on the outside, sometimes we don't see the the underpinning of what is being said. And then at that point, you can understand the manifestation of something that's much greater than what is human. And that takes us into a spiritual understanding as well as a vibratory understanding that everything has its own DNA fingerprint and everything is vibrating to a certain vibration. When I realized that there was such difference between each of us, and even though we we know we are individuals, but the fact that we are such individuals, then I began to realize that there was something much greater in what I had seen when I was a child, and that was the fact that there was going to be an end of days. In what I saw and how it manifested itself leading up to what I'm seeing today, I would tell you that, yes, we are living in the end times. Proof of that, I think, is what we're seeing now that can be seen scientifically, where years ago people would say, well, these things have got to happen. Well, mm-hmm. Israel has got to become a nation. There are certain things that have to occur. But the biggest thing was, uh, in my uh, understanding, was that we would start seeing things manifest like a woman who was in birth pains. And I began documenting uh, some number of years ago When I first started noticing, by being a farm girl, how the different uh, butterflies and and things that I would notice on the farm, how they were getting less and less prevalent, and then how we didn't see the bats and we didn't see the rain frogs. And there were different things that were happening that you could tell that there was a transition going on. Same thing as growing and and, and the type of uh, foods that we were growing and the crops and how they would do, and then noticing that... There would be periods of time when we would not have enough rain, and then we had to start you know, putting in deep wells, and then from that we had to go to pivot irrigation because the, the climate was not going along with the, the seasons and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. I began documenting that, and as I have documented that, I have seen that what the Bible is telling us, our Scripture is telling us, 
that the end of days will be these, not that we've not had earthquakes and not that we have not had mm-hmm. hurricanes and not that we have not had strange things happening in the sun, moon, and stars. The thing that's happening now is that it's the worst, the worst outbreak of West Nile virus, the worst outbreak of salmonella poison, the worst outbreak of tornadoes, the worst uh, temperatures ever recorded. It's because those things are becoming closer and closer together and the time between them is less and less, no different than when a woman gets into labor and she's about to have the child and the pains are closer and closer and closer. Mm -hmm. That explains today why we're seeing the things happen like we're seeing happen because we are actually experiencing things now daily that have not happened ever, ever in recorded history that we can even go back and look at archaeologically into the, you know, into the, the I guess, the fingerprint of sediment. We are, we are actually seeing things that's never, ever, ever happened. And in the course of the number of years that I've been on this earth and having watched this happen, it has been quite amazing to me because when I first started doing this research, it would take me days, months, years, to find pieces to this puzzle. Now it's daily. I can turn on the news this morning, and by this afternoon, for example, the West Nile virus problem has quadrupled, uh, and the numbers of cases have quadrupled from it, from it was just you know a couple of days ago. So if you if you look at this, this is what you can pinpoint and say, this tells us scripturally these things are going to happen. It also tells us how it's going to happen, and that's exactly what has happened because it started at a certain point and it's manifested itself to the point that it is today. It's only going to get worse, and when people don't believe that, when I began trying to tell people, you better prepare yourself, it's not going to get better, there were people you know, at NASA who were trying to say, oh, yes, we'll be in sun cycle so-and-so for so long, and then we'll manifest and go back to a, you know, like things were. Now NASA is coming out, and you're hearing people say, this is going to be the norm. Get used to it. When I was saying that, you know, nine years ago, ten years ago, people were laughing in my face, and now we've got scientists saying this. So what has happened is that scientists have finally caught up with what the Bible is already telling us. These days are going to manifest yourself. So, yes, I feel like that my research, especially in my book Eden, and, of course, I'm uh, I'm working on three new books that it will be a series that will be out after the first of the year that will chronologically give you all this information where it will be right in front of your eyes. And, and it, you can't displace that this stuff is really occurring and that it it matches perfectly what Scripture has told us is going to happen. So, you know, if it's like if you're going to go out to Las Vegas and you were going to bet on something, you'd want your odds to be in your favor for the bet. Mm-hmm. But when you see 100% of this coming to pass and it's exactly as what's been told to you, you can't say, well, it's funny that it's always worked out that whatever the Bible said prophetically, that it did occur, and you can look at today and what we're living in. So, you know, the number of years, people ask me, how many how many more years do we have left? Those kinds of things. Um, scripturally, that is something that I truly believe is uh, once it begins, once we get into what is called a tribulation period, there is a seven-year period of time that this is going to manifest itself. And during that time, we're going to see a lot of things get really, really bad. And um, and, and right now, I think we're like 
fixing to take that step into midnight, the clock is is almost there for that seven-year tribulation period to start. So I really think for the next good seven years, we're we're going to be in for something that humanity has never ever witnessed on the face of this earth since we have since we were created. Okay, Doctor Joy. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I have three questions after everything you just said. My first question is. When you talk about a code, are you referring to what's commonly called as the Bible code? Is that what you're talking about when you talk yes, about Yes, the that? equidescent okay. letter sequencing. Okay. Is that something that anybody can learn, or is that something that you studied, or where? Any, anybody can really learn that. If you if you are able to uh, get, especially now that they have a lot of uh, uh, software that's uh. available that you can download that will help you as far as the transition from English to Hebrew. It's quite amazing because the people who've done this research, you know, there's uh, it, it's it's just uh, actually you can't even comprehend that somebody could write something and hide something within something and then the scripture that it's written in would be about it. Uh, it's you know they've taken other books like Gone with the Wind, War and Peace, and tried to find these same types of sequences, and they don't have that type of sequence. Uh, so what we find is that each letter that's in Scripture is important, and that kind of explains why at the end of a uh, Bible it tells you that you're not to remove anything hmm. from that Bible to take or or, or, or redo or, or or take away from or put to because it's set in stone as to how that falls within that scriptural uh, this, that you're actually reading. So it's it's like it's in layers, which explains, you know, really what our universe is in, is in layers. I mean, the spiritual world is right here with us. It's in, a, it's in a parallel universe. It's all right here with us. It's in layers. The Bible really is the same way. And so when you read, let's say, one scripture of one verse, there's a lot more to it to what you're reading because each word has a meaning and then each letter in that word has a meaning. It has a vibrational path. And and once you take it from the surface and you go a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper, then you start seeing the magnitude that no human could have ever uh, come up and, and came up with the inspired word of God. It is definitely an amazing... Um, it's an amazing study, and like I say, if they, if people are interested in that, there are many softwares that are available that can help you break down Bible codes. But it's it, it actually called equidescent letter sequencing. That's interesting. Um, so, do you believe or do you not believe in the rapture? Because I know you said you know the seven years, and you think we're if you think we're close to the beginning of that. Do you believe you or other people that consider themselves? which ultimately, obviously, it comes down to a personal relationship with you standing before God, and none of us can truly know who's saved and who's not saved, nor is it totally our business, in my opinion. But um, do you believe in the rapture, I guess, is what I'm asking. Well, again, Scripture tells us that there's going to be a catching away, that there okay. is a definitely bride and a bridegroom, and Jesus, of course, is the um, is the groom. His bride, we are told in Scripture, will be... Um, caught away before there is a day of reckoning or a day of the Lord. The day of the Lord was something that has come through history uh, that promises great wrath. And in the churches that are mentioned in the book of Revelation, which is the last book of the Bible, 
it tells you that we'll go through these certain churches, and there was a certain church that was the Church of Philadelphia that would be kept from the final great wrath. And yeah. then the, ch- the Church of Laodicea, which would be a lukewarm church, a mixed church, an abomination. And by that I mean that you're mixed with the um, the paganism and not the true gospel. And when you look at what some, especially churches now sometimes will mix uh, what you call doctrines of men with true gospel, you can understand what the Church of Laodicea and how we're headed toward that now where the church has become more of an entertainment than it is in regard to the true spiritual teachings of the gospel because it's easier for us to want to accept what is comfortable to all of us instead of what was it that the Creator actually said to mankind. And so because of that, because of the Church of Philadelphia being kept from the great wrath, it tells you that the believers that make up the body of Christ or the bride of Christ will be taken out and that there will be 144,000 left of the true remnant from Abraham's children and those are considered virgins, not virgin in the state of, uh, of not having a sexual connotation, but virgins in the state of purity and having never mixed into their lineages. And during that time, that tells you that there's going to be these two witnesses who will come to them. And, of course, those 12,000 from 12 of the 12 tribes of Abraham, they're there is a set, or the 12 tribes of Jacob, which came from uh, Abraham, there is a set number, and that number probably more than likely already exists today. And it is a parallel to the 12 or 13 Illuminati bloodlines that really come from Satan's bloodline that comes out from the lineage of Cain that made its way through the flood and has tried to parallel itself with the history this goes back and kind of explains why we have, like, the Epic of Gilgamesh, why we have a dual uh, history of floods, and why we've got names that seem to be similar, yet they seem to be two different opposing oppositional forces that have always been a part of our history. And uh, when you look at this, you can see better that there is a really manifestation of two different types of seed line that came out of really the Garden of Eden. And it actually presents itself all the way through history right up until the end of time. And because there's going to be a wrath of vengeance upon that Cain lineage, that in itself explains why the bride of Christ is removed not to have to go through that final period of time. And in looking at that, I in my work, I try to show that the reason that Noah was put in the ark and there were seven days in which he waited before the rains came, he was sealed. And the sealing is going to happen the same way on these 144,000. So Noah was in the ark a little over a year. So I anticipate that the great wrath of the day of the Lord will be a, probably a good year like the, the, the flood itself was. So there's a probability that the rapture would happen sometime before that. Uh, there is uh, information in Revelation that says there's a period of time of silence in heaven. And it seems that at that point the bride and the bridegroom are in heaven and there is a 
a period of silence when I believe that there is a drawing of the line in the sand. In other words, everything is set. There's no turning back. There's no opportunity to make change different. And at that point in time, then we have this undertaking of great wrath, much like we would see the flood of Noah would have been much like that, uh, a great wrath where everything perishes. And then at that point, there would be a great throne of judgment and then um, the resurrection of all things um, at that point in time. So, yes, I do believe that there is a, a rapture, a catching away, and that I believe that it is involving the the bride of Christ and that at such time after that there is something called a great wrath and, and day of the Lord. I just want to point out, this is my personal view, what a merciful God, though, you know, not to just kind of put the hammer down, you know, on everyone regardless of, um, you know, their hearts or who they serve. Because if you read your Bible, God has always been so merciful like that and not just referring to the flood, but over and over and over. The righteous always have a chance to be saved. I mean, even looking at like Sodom and Gomorrah. And sometimes he doesn't even ask that much, like of Lot's wife, not to look back. That's all he asks. I, I personally don't know how holy Lot's wife was or how dedicated she was to God. I guess she showed us by her actions. But I just think it's so cool that, in my belief, you know, we have such a merciful God to allow that, you know, those that are faithful servants to be spared. Because everyone thinks life's so bad now. I also believe it's going to get progressively progressively, terrifyingly worse. Um, yeah. Anybody have a question? Yeah, I do. Um, Dr. Joy, I actually uh, had a question. On the secret societies and, for example, like the Illuminati, how far back do you think uh, they've been around? Well, we, I've been able to trace back in my research all the way back into the uh, Babylonian culture. You have uh, Nimrod, who was actually part human and part what I believe was serpent. And that's why he is featured on all your archaeological finds as being a half-human and half-reptilian being. They had groups of secret societies back then, and, and Egyptian especially, they had the temperate. And they were considered the dragon kings. They were the order of the dragon. And the intent was rulership, because they believe in the divine right of rulership. That's why your pharaohs, if you will go back and you will look at even King Tut, the x-rays of his skull, you will find that their craniums were much different than a normal human being. They also had the serpentine characteristics that the Canaanite gods show us in the archaeological Ubaid culture that have been unearthed, uh, and those particular... <laughs> things look just like serpents. And we're not talking about snakes. Sometimes people, they've based their opinion or their understanding on, on bedtime stories of Adam and Eve and the snake in in the tree of good and evil. I, I like to remind people that it did not say, the, the scripture does not say snake, it says serpent. And so the serpent that we see in the Ubaid culture, we also find happened in the Sumerian culture, when they were called sages that came out of the sea, were able to live in the sea and on land. And they brought civilization to the Sumerian culture. That information that they brought was very much of the same thing that the secret societies have taught for years and years in regard to sacred geometry and, and, and architectural um, building. 
those buildings that were built by those groups that came out of Samaria, out of Babylon, used the same techniques that even the Templars and right on down to the Freemasons use today when they plot the foundations on this earth based on uh, the astronomical signs of the heavens. And it becomes a pulling down of a secret society term, as above, so below. And so, yes, those secret societies have existed even, I believe, prior to Noah's flood. Well, so, so it's going uh, way back then, um, not just something as of, you know, maybe a couple hundred years ago or something like that. That's right. It's been It's been around, I really believe it's been around since the days of Cain. And the reason I say that, when you go back and you look at Scripture, especially into Cain's lineage, it's mentioned there in the first part of Genesis, that his people were involved with the working of brass and alchemy. Alchemy is very important in secret societies because it's not only the alchemy of the mind, but it's also the alchemy of the body and the changing of the earth into a different substance than what was created. So therefore that you worship the created instead of the creator. Um, There's a question I have. Uh, am I uh, am I over talking somebody here? Kareem, am no, I uh, over talking you? You got you got it. Go ahead. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, hello. My name is John. Um, Hi, John. Um. I, I, my question was that worshiping the Creator as opposed. I mean, worshiping the created as opposed to worshiping the Creator. Now, you also started off by. Um, by by the way, your your book is is quite a tome. I I, I liken it to uh, Foucault's Pound Pendulum, actually, which uh, I don't know if you know that book. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. What do you think of that? It's, I I like that book as well as I liked yours. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of honored, really. <laughs> um, but um, you, you said yes. The lines of the Illuminati that run down from the beginning of time. Um, you're, you're referring to, like, the Esaias, that the Esaias that taught Jesus, the, the Nazarene, when he when those 12 years when he disappeared in the desert, when they taught oh. him the secrets of the universe. What? You know, getting him ready to be, you know, the Messiah. Well, you know, there there is... Uh the um, Sinis and, and there were the Sadducees and there were Pharisees. And what you've got to understand is that when Jesus was on this on this earth and he chose his 12 disciples, all those disciples was one called Judas Iscariot. And Jesus was from the uh, Assyrians. He was chosen not because God did not know who he was. He knew exactly who he was, but they, he was Absolutely. not the same as the Nazareans. He was the only one that was opposite of that. And the reason he was posted there was that these people were very aware that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. Even when right. Jesus was, when he confronted the demons on this earth, when he said to the spiritual beings, they actually referred to him and knew who he was, even when other people that were uh, around him all the time didn't even realize that he was the Son of God. They reacted, he talked to those demons, he brought them out of people, and they talked back. When you look at that and you realize that when he stood before Pilate and he told him that he was not, his kingdom was not of this world, but yet Satan took Jesus up and offered him the kingdoms of the world, telling you that Satan 
was the one who was ruling this earth and was ruling this world, or he could not have offered the Son of God the opportunity to rule those regions on earth. So, in knowing that... Satan was kind of like God's foot soldier. He was the one that told on men. So he had the most, uh, I guess, what was it? He had the most influence on humanity because he was always... He he was able to do I don't know what I would say like tricks, those kind of things. You know he was able to do low level things that would make make people believe that he was greater than he was, or that he was angelic, more like in a, in a good way rather than angelic in a demonic way. See, Satan was created as a cherubim. Cherubim were uh, the greatest of God's creation as far as host in heaven. He was given nine stones. If you look at Ezekiel, it will tell you that he had nine stones of covering. When the high priest goes into the Ark of the Covenant to commune with God, he had to wear a breastplate of twelve stones, meaning that, that really Satan was three stones shy of having the capability to even consider himself equal to God. But what he did was in his manifestation of free will, he chose to try to become the creator. The problem is, he was a created being. The creator is not a created being. Right. And because Satan is created, and, and people who worship Satan, they don't they don't stop to realize he was created no different than you and I are created. So therefore, as they anyone having any power, that's over like the creator, me worshiping you. It. Yeah, that would be like me worshiping you and saying you're God. Okay, John. Or your goddess. I, this right. conversation is Well, you so might complex. be goddess. I don't know. But, okay. you know, I, I I'm wouldn't sorry. Want to I do. don't mean to be rude or interrupt you guys, but her book is so meaty. Like, we could have philosophical, spiritual discussions about, like, one sentence over and over all night long. So I'm going to ask her a burning question that we have from the chat room. Thank you for calling. And you can call back if you want, or you can hold if you want to talk to Jared. Um, sorry, Dr. Joy. I didn't mean to go off on a... Big, long tangent, but that must have been supposed to be asked. But the burning question from the chat room is, who do you believe the Antichrist is? It's a very popular question, I am sure. <laughs> well, it's like I mentioned earlier. We do understand this. That's why I try to tell people when they read my research to start at the first of the book, or you're not going to understand why I tell you who the Antichrist is at the end. Because if you don't understand the process of this secret society, of this dragon blood lineage, and how it crossed the flood from Cain's lineage and came through today to become rulers of the kingdoms of this earth, you don't get the gist of why it has to be the way that it is. But because of my research on the Shroud of Turin and understanding that to be able to manifest in a human body as a so-called antichrist, you have to have a body of flesh without a given breath. And without a breath, you do not have a soul. The only way to manifest that is through cloning. And when John the Revelator, in the last book of Revelation of the Bible, told us to watch for someone that would be in the image, the icon of a being, and not meaning a statue, but something that was an identical look. And Jesus himself also said at the end of days there will come people saying that I am he, and not to be confused by that, because it would be a great abomination. The worst abomination that could ever happen would be a cloning of him. 
And I truly believe from my research that the Shroud of Turin is real. It is a real relic. The blood on that shroud has been cloned. And I truly believe the people who have said that they have the right to rule because of their lineage back that they trace through back to King David all the way back to what they believe is uh, the the correct lineage of Cain uh, and not through the lineage of Seth, the way that Jesus really came, because they they actually take and they change that. And I try to show in my research how they change that. The only people that can claim divine right of rulership on this earth and that could ever walk into the temple over in Jerusalem and claim themselves to be Messiah over humanity would have to have not only the pedigree, because they have to be able to proclaim themselves as prophet, priest, and king. The only person on the face of this earth right now that has that capability to do that from a pedigree standpoint is Prince William of Wales. Not only does he have that pedigree that's been fixed and manipulated, if he is a clone, like I truly believe that he is, he is also walking in the flesh image of Jesus Christ. And the burning question that everybody asks me is when will he take that stand and tell people? Now, if I take what the Bible says and you look at what Jesus Christ's own life was, that when he turned 30 years of age, that the dove of God fell upon him at his baptism and he began his ministry. I truly believe the connection to the 2012, December 2012 of the Mayan calendar that is said to us through history that there would be a return of the feathered serpent upon this earth in human form, that that serpent will manifest itself upon that cloned image and that that ministration of taking the step into the world stage will be set. And the only person that can take that step and have that capability is him. Not only in that aspect, but you can go to my website at www.drjoy.com, that's joy with an E, and you can see that his image, Prince William's image, matches the Shroud of Turin to the T. I was going to ask you that about, I think, I think you said in your book, or I might have read this in another book, like the 6-2, I was going to ask you, does he fit that image, which is like what they say 6-2 and, you know, different things. So I didn't know. And how old is he right now, Dr. He just Joy? turned 30. Well, that's delightful. You're such a delightful guest. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know that. Okay. That's very interesting. So if you start putting the pieces of the puzzle together, then you start seeing all these correlations and you go, well, isn't it strange that we have a person walking this earth who looks like the Shroud of Turin, who's actually 30 years old, which kind of falls near the December 21st, 2012, and they just had the 30 Olympics over in London. It just There's just a lot of little things that just add up to somebody walking in an iconic image, and that's exactly what John the Revelator said would happen at the end of days. But not necessarily beginning, couldn't he walk in that image, as you say, and not necessarily begin the tribulation? Is that, I mean, just because he takes that stage, does that instantly signify, in your opinion, as some people preach or teach, does that signify when he outs himself, if he outs himself, um, the beginning of the tribulation, in your opinion? Yes, I think it does, because it says that in the Bible that there will be a a three-and-a-half-year period 
in which he will walk and become and actually become a a world renowned leader. He's all, all already in the iconic state because he has already been brought to that level. When he married Kate Middleton, it took him mm. from being who he was into being a full blown iconic person. The next step will take him into being, you know, king. And when he makes that step and that transition, he is the only one that could ever step into the newly built temple. And the interesting thing is, is that Christ called his body the temple. So if he was calling his body the temple, and that's what he told the Pharisees, that he was going to raise his body up, his temple up in three days, then if the bottom of the nation of the desolation that Daniel speaks about is that Antichrist will be walking in his flesh. And that's exactly what he's doing. He is, you know, he is his twin. He is he is identical to that. And my question is, if it's not if it's not really him as the Antichrist, then what's he doing in his image? Um, and you said you believe he's a clone. So what makes you think that? I mean, is, do you have any thing? You know, like I said, I admit I didn't read half the book. Maybe you go more into this. But is there anything, what would make you believe that he's a clone? And by your definition of clone, or I guess anybody's possibly, that means there's no soul, just for the people that are listening. So yes, do you I... believe, A, that he's soulless, like, i.e., right now, or that he is possessed with the highest level demon there is, i.e., Satan, uh, right now? Is, which which way are you kind of going with that, or have you not really thought about that that no. much? No, see the 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 Jewish Talmud tells us that there were golem back in the days, and I and I truly believe the first part of the male and female that was created in Genesis were without souls. They were they were they were just flesh, and then we come into when Adam was given a breath, which was a soul. So there's there's a difference in the manifestation of flesh with soul, flesh without soul. So for a person to be able to fight uh, uh, against a demonic presence, the soul is what has the spirit, and the soul has what has a fight with that if the body does not have that and with an antichrist coming to power as messiah he cannot have a fight going on with a demon possession or exorcism that could ever take place yeah okay gotcha that makes sense i get where you're going with that so you think okay so you think he really is coming in solar in other words yes it would have to be that way if not you know someone could either exercise or whatever uh, upon him and have that leave, but that that's not True. going to be a case because in the end, the person that becomes, uh, which it, which will be heralded, he will be heralded as Messiah. I mean, it's going to be proven that he he is a Messiah, uh, and so there can be nothing that could keep that from happening. Uh, and, and if he has a soul and something that could be manifested through exorcism, then that wouldn't be a possibility. Satan will never inhabit something that he's got to uh you know, to make his grand stand in. This is the way he can make his grand stand. And like I say, once you understand of how this started in the Garden of Eden and worked itself through history and why there's two seed lines and why it has to come down to this, then it all makes sense. Just to come out and say that and, and not have the full picture and like I say, that's why it's so important to get the foundation laid of understanding what really happened in the garden so that you can understand why this is going to happen like it's going to happen at the end and why we have a man today that matches that image and why it's called an abomination of desolation by Daniel the prophet. 
Interesting. Well, we have our next guest waiting on the line. Jared's probably like, what the heck? <laughs> He's probably wondering what we're going to introduce him as. But, Joy, I'd love to have you come back on the show maybe next year, and we'll get with you and get a date if you'd be willing to. If we're all still around next year and if we have the freedom to speak next year, uh, I'd love to have you you know, come on the program, and we can go back into that if that would be Oh, good listen, I would love to do that, especially by that time. I, my new series will be out, and there will be a lot more information that will be in there that will further uh, give people understanding as, as you know, in time and prophecies and that kind of thing. Well, could you tell us how to get a hold of your books and your website one more time? And thank you so much for being our guest. I, I had a good time. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for having me. And my website is www.drjoy, D-R-J-O-Y-E, that's joy with an E, dot com. All the links are there to my books. My website uh, has some videos. It has uh, my, my music. It has tapes. It has all kinds of things. But the links are there to take you wherever you'd like to purchase anything that it, you might be interested in. And it also has my email. So if you have a question that we didn't get to tonight, I'd be glad. I get emails from all around the world. So it takes me oh, sometimes awesome. to, a little while wow. to get back to them, but I'll be glad to answer emails. You'll even answer mine, Dr. Joyce. <laughs> did I did I not answer yours? <laughs> oh no, I have lots more for you. So, well, first I'm going to finish the book, and then I'll barrel you with my questions after that. Listen, that so. would be great. And again, I thank you so much for allowing me to be your guest tonight. Well, thank you. Blessings to you. Take care. You too. Thank you. Wow, that was that was wow. That's all I have to say to that. It was very interesting. Well, it's kind of a rough switch, so I don't really want to like. Say like I and I am like so sarcastic, everyone. So and I know Jared would have no problem with me saying that. But I I hate to bring Jared on after that because he's like the sweetest, most amazing person. And I feel like I should be introducing him as like the Antichrist or a clone or something. But I'm just kidding because he is absolutely amazing. And you guys are in for a total treat. So before I bring Jared on, um, I'd like to give out the number. It's six four six five six four nine seven one two. As we get going. Um, and you guys start hearing how Jared's energy and how wonderful he is, you're going to want to call in. Jared's willing to answer a question, I think. Um, give a free reading. Sometimes he doesn't need to hear the question. He'll just tell you what you need to hear. And um, he also does energy work similar to what I do. So um, he may work on you energetically. If you have an issue, you can call in and ask him about that. And we'll just kind of go with the energy and see where that goes. But, um Jared Hewitt is a gifted healer who has worked with some of the biggest and most recognizable names in the self-help and spiritual movement. He is the best-selling author of Love, Life, God, The Journey of Creation, as well as the co-author of the number one international bestseller, The Big E, Everything is Energy. Through his work, he seeks to help others reconnect with their own inner guidance, wisdom, and peace. His goal is to empower all of creation by sharing his personal humor, and insight. And so, without further ado, we welcome Jared to The Secret to Everything. Welcome. Hey, Dr. Kimberly, how are you? I'm still laughing about your rough intro switch there. That was great. It's, it's a tough room to walk <laughs> in, Jared. I, I, I called in and uh, had a couple minutes to, to listen, and I am fascinated. I did not know that Jesus was a, a white, middle-aged British guy. I was that was That was great. <laughs> There's all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, we try to cover all the bases here on the secret to everything. But I'm so thrilled that you're on, and I wanted to briefly mention, Jared. I don't know, are you on um, that wealth mastery with me, or are you giving away a free gift on that Telesummit? I don't remember. 
I gave away a free gift on that. Yeah, that was actually a call that um, it's funny. I actually got the replay, and the host sent me an email and says, "Oh my gosh, this blew me away. I didn't, I didn't even get everything when you were saying it. I listened back to it, and I thought, oh yeah, it was probably a good call. And then I listened back to it, and I went, oh my god, this is a good call. <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm the free gift on that one. Uh, okay, so. Um, Jared's going to be on some tele-summits with me. I think we're kind of still picking days, but we'll be hearing, you'll probably be hearing Jared speak, and you'll be hearing a couple days later, or me speak, and then Jared speak. So we're kind of going to be buddies. Yeah, we, we seem to be a little intertwined over the next few months. I love it. How that happens, we have kind of a mysterious connector. Another <laughs> story, but shout out to her. She is. So thank you so much for being on the program. And Kara, um, do you have his special, oh yeah, I see she puts her special link in the chat room, and I know she got it on the Blog Talk Radio page for the thousands of you. Thank you so much, who do awesome. listen to the replay, but we'll put it up there, Jared. Yeah, yeah, and for anybody that listens to the replay, one of those things um, is going to be a teleseminar, and uh, if you if you listen, <laughs> if we all make it past that 20th date that Dr. Joy was telling us about, um, that date, that package will change, so this package that you're clicking on right now is good up until the end of the year. Oh, it is? Okay. So, yeah. Or whatever comes first. <laughs> right, right. Well, I guess if we're in heaven, we won't really be upset that we can't listen to your podcast. Exactly, right? We can all hang around and, you know, you can. We'll, we'll go meet up on the mountain and drink some 2% milk while we eat our honey and we'll talk about it. <laughs> so It'll be fun. a good time. I'm assuming that's 2%. I don't know. That would be a question. That's a question. Take cold milk, Jared. Get it right. <laughs> My bad. I, well, I guess you can't gain weight in heaven, right? So sure, why not? We'll drink the whole milk. So funny! Oh my gosh! I hope sorry. it's vegan, though. It's poor cows. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being irreverent. I get. I, okay. We'll get. We'll get. Let's get it back on track. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's not the Jared Kim show. It kind of is, but we'll bring you guys in on it. So, Jared, could you just briefly tell me? And I'm really curious because this is a question I, I didn't really get a satisfactory answer to from the people I asked. But could you kind of tell how you, you know, when you're a child, you know, how you kind of became an intuitive or knew that you had intuitive abilities? I know that's a question a lot of people, you know, like yeah. to hear and want to know. And then the healing part. When did the healing come in and how did that happen? Wow. Well, it's actually, it's it's kind of funny. The healing, like you're, you're asking when did I realize I could heal people energetically? Mm-hmm. Is, is that the part? I um, the the first time I was actually conscious of it, I remember I was sitting with one of my friends. Um, I was probably about 19, um, you know, so I was still completely trying to shut out everything else I did. But I remember we were sitting around studying during finals week, and she was just like, "Oh, I'm getting the flu." And as soon as she said that, like my hands just blew open, like just energy shooting out of my hands. And I kind of was like, "I don't know what's going on with my hands, but they feel kind of weird. Feel that." And I kind of just put it up to her. And she goes, "Oh my gosh, you've got energy!" And I was like. What do you mean? She's like, my mom does that. She's an energy healer. Put your hands on me. And I was like, okay. And I did, and suddenly I had this amazing experience of kind of like melding the energies, you know, my energy, her energy, and kind of seeing like the sickness start getting pulled out and seeing like literally just kind of golden light, like wellness being put into her. And that was kind of the first time that happened. And from then on, anytime, you know, if I'm around somebody sick, I can be standing in an, you know, an airport, uh, standing in, you know, an elevator, and if somebody comes in and if my hands kind of, they just kind of open up and it's like, okay, I may not know exactly who this is going to, but it's just like, here you go, I'm directing it, it's right here, so I'll just send it out. You know, and obviously when I work with people specifically, um, it's real easy to kind of figure it out. You just kind of pay attention to your own body, pay attention to your vibration and kind of get in tune with them and sync that up. But um, that was kind of the first experience with the healing I had. I'm sure there were other things 
where it was conscious. I'm sure there were other times in my life where something happened and maybe I did something that I didn't know I did, but that was the first time where I ever went, whoa, what, what is this thing? Oh, okay, here. Boop. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Okay, so then how did you spin that experience into kind of like what you're doing now, which, um, oh, like man. I've been referring to, I mean, Jared and I, I think, you know, Jared and I have a certain level of recognition right now, but we're really stepping up in a bigger way and going international. So how did you get to yeah. this place? Um, <laughs> well, for a long time, kicking and screaming, I, I had a healing partner that I, I still work with, and I just kind of would get the information and go to the, the workshops, but I would kind of, you know, tell her to go do all the face stuff. I didn't really want people to know that was what I did because um, I still had I, I still had a lot of gunk, um, <laughs> ironically, and I wrote a book called The Gospel of You that, that I talk about it and dealing with it, but I grew up in a very, very... Um, Orthodox is not even the right word to say. Very, very conservative, um, Southern, just like, you know, fire and brimstone religion was kind of the end-all, be-all. And so I had lots and lots of conflicting messages about, well, you know, Daniel can see things and I can see things, but how come if I tell somebody they'll think I'm evil? And so I had all of these kind of weird collapsed beliefs that literally created a whole bunch of physical stuff that that I wound up being able to, you know, heal and overcome as well. But um, So I didn't really want to step out into that. Until I suddenly kind of came to this place in my life, and it was it was in my early 20s, and I had um, a really bad heart problem to where I was in and out of the emergency room a lot. I was carrying around a heart monitor all the time because literally I was shutting my own heart down because I was not able to authentically be who I was. Um, and so it was literally I just kind of came to this point where I said, okay, this is horrible. I don't want this. And a lot of people get to that point in creation. They go, oh, I don't want this. But what what's important is I came to the next stage, and I went, I want something else. And I didn't know what that something else was then, but I knew it was something better, and I knew I wanted to feel better. And so I just kind of said, okay, this old life that I don't want, if I die, that's going to be the life. I don't want that. I want to go do something else. And so I just took a risk. I just opened myself up to the universe, and I uh, it, it, I wound up coming out here to Los Angeles on my 20s to work at Warner Brothers. And through that, I met my healing partner, and we started talking, and, you know, she kind of noticed that I could see and hear, and she kind of started saying, well, you know, it's really okay. <laughs> You're not a freak. This is this is actually something people do, and you can help a lot of people. And so um, I started kind of just on the side helping people and doing things, and I started noticing that the more I plugged into who I was and became open to it and became um, – aware of it and conscious of it and, and was able to gift it out. The more I gifted it out, the more it was gifted to me. And it was just kind of like, whoa, there's a whole new existence here that I'd completely not even been aware of. I'd been shutting it down based on my limiting belief systems and stuff. And it was just like, okay, you know, it kind of, it was like dip a toe in the water. And it was like, whoa, that, that feels good. Okay, we'll wait out here a little more. Oh, that feels good too. And so eventually it was like, whoa, I'm swimming. And then eventually I found my way to this whole new island that was kind of just like paradise. And so that, I don't know if that was specifically the answer um, you were looking for, but that's kind of been my journey. And, you know, now I'm in my mid-30s, and we were joking the other day about how we both look incredibly young. Um, but, you know, and I think when you are able to sort of vibe with your own heart energy and vibe with mm. that energy, that's just how it is, you know. But um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> because, yeah. um, the person who will remain nameless um, yelled at me, and she said, get a new picture taken, get a new picture taken. I think after, like, my third or fourth round of pictures, she, you know what she even had? You know what she said to me? She what? said, "Could you Photoshop wrinkles in?" Get I'm like, out of here! I'm like, excuse me, everybody. <laughs> I'm really scared, but I'm like, hell no! 
I have to tell you that I use the picture I use because that's the oldest looking picture I have. Like that, I actually that's like the most mature I look. Otherwise, people are like, "Oh, who's like who's the high school kid over there?" Like, what? <laughs> that's so funny. I'm like, wow. I guess that's a compliment when someone asks if you can Photoshop wrinkles. Photoshop in wrinkles. Wow. You would, yeah. You <laughs> don't say that around anybody in this town in Hollywood. They'll be like, what? Yeah, I know. That's true. Well, if you don't mind, can we take a few callers and then I'll kind of mix questions in and, and we'll get the energy going and see who else comes in. <laughs> sure, okay? yeah. Okay. O- yeah, open up the gates. Sure. Okay, let's go. Get ready, Jared. All right. Talk me in. All right. We'll see. Let's see what yeah. comes up. Kelly. Hello, Kelly from Connecticut. Do you have a question for Jared or would you like to talk to Jared? Well, hello. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> you guys are cracking me up. <laughs> Kelly, what, what's your question and whatever it is, I want to relate it back to empowerment because it feels like that's what you're coming forward to figure out how to become yeah. more empowered right now. So what's going on? Well, I have a lot of, um, you know, body pain and, Great. you know, I just want my, like, my my body to, like, be healed and I don't know, I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm working on my mind and, you know, getting myself together and making my mind quiet yeah. You no, know, I've been through a lot, but you know, you just gotta move on. I'm just trying to move on. Well, there's a couple things. Do you mind if I go ahead and take a look at it? Do I have your permission sure. to, to dive in there? Um, yeah. Some of it, of you know, I'll, I'll stick to the kind of um, the sort of uh, religious lingo because that was where we, the call we were just coming out of. You know the old <laughs> saying about it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than a rich man to get into heaven. You know that saying? Yes. Well, the idea is it's not so much. Maybe the money or the stuff, I think that's where money gets a bad rap. People go, oh, yeah, you're not supposed to have that or you can't get to heaven. Well, what is the heaven? The heaven, heaven is the kingdom within, and, and you can't get into that kingdom. You can't find your eternal joy. You can't really be in touch fully with that authentic version of you if you're still lugging around bags. And what those bags are full of, it's not so much that they're full of money, it's that they're full of stories. So it's full yeah. of things that have happened, people maybe you haven't quite forgiven yet. Um, which includes a little bit of yourself, and it looks like you're kind of holding some anger around some people, and I see almost a bearing down um, from the torso down, and so there's kind of um, that's a place where it's like it's almost like my legs are kind of locked up, so it's like my muscles are contracted, um, yeah. so it's kind of just not energy is just not flowing, so there's just some stuff in there, and part of what as I kind of look in a little deeper. It's like if you could just energetically take a deep breath, and I'm going to kind of um, pull up some stuff. I work with, uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I work with, it's kind of, it's not really Reiki, but I describe it as Reiki in that it's just, it's universal energy, but it's represented in symbols. And so um, I'm going to kind of pull that up and kind of feel into your energy, but it just kind of looks like there's some stuff blocked in there that you just kind of need to let go of. And I'm going to start invoking those symbols to start moving that energy and getting that moving in your body. Okay. Um, with the body pain, specifically, again, I, I'm, I'm going to the legs and sort of lower torso, but it looks like your feet are really blocked. So if you would give yeah. the conscious direction to open up your chakras and realize that anything physical is, is just a communication of something energetic, and there's just some stuff that's not flowing in your life. So now they're taking me back to the anger so I just want to know who you're angry at, and part mm-hmm. of it is you. But I, but there's there's a deeper story here that I'd like to to get to. If you can trust up. Jared Kelly. You can tell him. <laughs> <laughs> um, mostly my sister and my parents. Yeah. Okay. 
Wow, yeah, it does feel like, I mean, you've done a good job of, like, on the exterior being like, no, I'm not going to be mad, that's not spiritual, I don't want to do that, but when I delve just beneath that surface, there's, like, a big F you, buddy, not to me, but to to that that energy. Yeah, so I know this is tough, and could you, making the choice, being the creator of your own life, could you let go of that? Yes. Could you let go of not needing to be validated, not needing to be right? just instead choosing to go be happy and to drop all of the, oh, I actually feel the weight coming off, so you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I do. Can you feel it? Yes I, yes, I do. Good. Good. Um, around that part, I don't get anything else, but I, I, I did bring up empowerment when you called because it really feels like you want to find your voice and come yes. out. Um, yes. And so just around that, baby, it just looks like it's just that you need to know it's safe. And the only person for you that can hold you safe and support you in this universe is you. And so I'm going to start moving some of those symbols so that you can really get in touch with that and really learn Mm -hmm. to trust yourself because it kind of looks like there's a little bit of avoidance there as well with connecting in. So we're just going to move that through as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel it, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, and just keep being good to yourself. And what, what what I would tell you to do right now because um, I know we've got more callers, and I, I don't want to. I want to make sure yeah. I get everything to you, but I also want to be able to take some time with some other people. Focus on um, not so much trying to heal yourself, but what does mm-hmm. it look like and feel like, and what are you doing when you're actually healed? Because that will start creating the next phase of your life, and that's the phase you're wanting to actually take those legs and walk into. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. Like a new story. Yes, absolutely, baby. Yeah. It's like you come to the blank page where there's yeah. nothing. You've dropped those stories. And then your energy, actually, I can feel it get really excited at the prospect of that blank page. It's almost like, I know it's weird because I keep going to leg imagery, but it's like you suddenly want to jump up in the air and like, yes! Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I know I do. Yeah, you can feel it, right? It feels really good. So, yeah, so start thinking about what what to put on that page and not how you're going to do it or how it's going to show up or what you're going to have to do to get it there. Just put it there and start feeling what it feels like to be there and those feelings are like just, I mean, vibrations, feelings are so powerful. I think people, if they really had any idea, the power of feelings, oh, the world would change so fast. Yeah. So just put yourself in that space and start seeing yourself in that new picture and watch as you literally kind of, it's like, it'll, you'll feel like a magnet. You'll just be pulled to it. Oh, And so right. then there's a, little, there's a little kind of anchor on the other side of the story, and it looks like yeah. some stuff around maybe where mom and dad have told you, no, you're not supposed to do that, you can't do that, get back here. So yeah. just... See, literally, see, see, see something kind of on the other side of the room. It's just like a little cord tied around your ankle, and I'm just going to come through, and I just want you to see like a big, a big blade come down from the sky and just whoop, cut that cord, yeah. and you're free to wow. go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you Thank good, you. Kelly? Yes, I'm good. <laughs> that was actually a lot. That was good. Good job, you're Kelly. Amazing. Thank you for. You're amazing. Thank, Thank you, honey. You. I appreciate it. Yeah, he's a okay. sweetheart. Jared, when, when can they hear you next? What is the first telesummit you're going to be on? Oh, gosh, I knew you were going to ask me that, and so <laughs> I should have probably had my know. calendar <laughs> a little closer. Yeah. Well, wait, um, let's are let's you see. The on? next one is going to be Gabby on the 13th at 6 p.m. There you go. Okay. And what's okay. your call? This is called um, Kelly, I think it's called Coaching with the Masters. Is that right, Jared? Yes, that is Coaching with the Masters. I believe you're right. Yeah, Jared's going to be on the 13th, and I think I'm going to be on the 6th. Is that at 6 p.m., do you know? Yes, ma'am, it is. All right. Well, and if you want to go to Jared's website, I believe if you sign up for his mailing list, you get a free guest on Manifest Yeah, yeah, Money. yeah, yeah. It's, I think right now, I don't know if Brian got it switched over because I just did um, – <laughs> 
I apologize. I just did uh, D. Wallace's show the other day, and so it still says free offer for D. Wallace listeners. But I think in the next hour or two, it should shift over, and it should say, you know, free radio offer for Dr. Kimberly listeners. But you can Aww. sign up for that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Trey? I know. So you can sign Perfect. up there, and you'll get a free abundance activation, um, which is also teaching you how to start playing with your vibrations and start magnetizing the stuff that you want. Not only is it super easy, it's like the whole thing is six minutes, but if you listen to it for the six minutes, you can sort of trim that down because a lot of that's just me having fun with the energy, which you'll totally feel. But you'll be able to take yeah. that out, and it'll be like a 30-second exercise to really just start just kicking kicking ass at life. <laughs> Basically. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you, Kelly. Thank All right. You thank you very much. I love you. Thanks All for right. calling in. All Thanks, right. Kelly. All right, Jared, are you ready for another another caller? I'm, oh, you're okay. We're going right back. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, wait. I'll, do you need you need some time to like? No, take absolutely it not. I do this all day long. So bring. I guess, don't even pretend that you're not hardcore because I know it's <laughs> hardcore. So, you know, hardcore. Bring it on. Like we can read each other. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna pick up. Um, we're gonna take Walt right now. Good evening, Walt. Do you have a question for Hey, Walt. Jared? What's up, man? Hi, how are you? Thanks for taking Good. my call. Sure. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of at a crossroads right now with my career and yeah. not really being you know happy what? with I, what I'm doing. I'll, yeah, I'll let you keep going, but it, sometimes uh, the universe is like a really, really sort of funky 80s jukebox, and as soon as you got on, the song that started playing was You Gotta Have Faith. Remember that George Michael song? So yeah, I try to forget it, but yeah. <laughs> basically, you got to have faith. Um, and the thing you got to have faith in is your process, your life, and your creation. Those are the things that are coming up. So I'll totally let you ask your question, but just for, for everything that comes up, uh, keep that in, keep that in your energy field. Let that kind of start settling in. Wait, Jared, what were the three things? Your life, your... Oh, gosh. I just was in the channel. I, I don't know what I said. It was I'm basically your, your life, your process. I ask that. Never mind. I got it. You know, I can't... <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. I committed the channel sin. Okay. <laughs> you know how it is. You go into channel, and you're like, this is what's coming up, and then you step out, and you're like, what did I say? What was that? Okay. I thought you might be able to hold on to that for like a second, <laughs> but now I know how you roll, so okay. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. So go ahead, man, and, and tell me what's going on with you with your with your job. So yeah, I uh, well, I'm not very happy with where I am. Yeah, what's and, going on uh, relationship wise? It's not really it's relationship with yourself, but it's also other relationships because I don't get this is actually about your job. <laughs> what's going on with that? that that's a uh, that's a, a little soap opera, I guess, <laughs> kind, of, <laughs> okay. kind of playing out as as uh, we speak. All right. Um, <laughs> Well, I get – here's the deal. Man, I get you know what you want. There's some stuff in you that maybe thinks you can't have it or um, – this is a little heavy, but, like, you're not worthy of coming forward and asking for it. It's almost like somebody will think you're stupid if you do. That's kind of the feeling of it. So, um, again, I'm just going to have you drop into your heart for a second. You know, if just divine love. Kind of think of that, that all-encompassing love feeling. And I get that's your relationship. That's where this is ultimately leading, is your relationship with that part of yourself that is pure source, pure divine, pure love. So mm-hmm. I know it's not up there on the, the thing, and I know you don't have it in your in your um, your sight line, but I can sort of bridge the consciousness, and if you'll just sort of say yes, I'm going to start putting some of that energy in there to start clearing that out and bringing up what needs to come out. Um, mm-hmm. And then t- what's going on with your mom? What's the story there? Um, she's actually pretty healthy. <laughs> yeah. She just comes up when I go into relationships, so. Yeah, everything's everything's actually pretty uh pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I would say that's that's a good template. Hold on. Well, 
what now we're going back to you is weird people carry like other it's just weird how people's energy start to come through and your mom's coming through and it's like she wants you to know you're doing a good job and there's some stuff going on so i'm just trying to get clear about what the overall message is um give me a song man if i just said give me a song what's the first thing that pops into your head um um probably well you don't want uh, acdc back in black (laughs) (laughs) okay all right, all right. No, I, I get that. That's just kind of like, um, all right. That's where we're. That's where we're going. So I'm just gonna tell you to like. I think I've heard that song in in a year or two. <laughs> You're not listening to the right radio stations, man. <laughs> or maybe you are. Maybe you are. Um, it just that to me, it's funny because I I did a commercial when ACDC first went into Walmart. I was the guy that introduced ACDC and Walmart. And, you know, I had I think I had to go outside and yell at the top of my lungs so I could get that. ACDC is kind of, I had to get that, like, scruffy voice off. But anyway, uh-huh. when you when you go to ACDC, I go to kind of um, a bravado and kind of a force as opposed to power. So I would say where we're going with that is looking at the places in your life where you've got pictures of how things are supposed to look and you're trying to force certain things as opposed to standing in the power of who you are and what you know and allowing. So it's the difference between trying to force what you want to create and really just unleashing what's already there and allowing it. And I guess that's the highest place around work. Do I hear an echo in here? I just hear an echo somewhere in here. Okay. Anyway. Like a real echo, or did you just say the same thing to somebody? Yeah, that. <laughs> that kind of echo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, I would just, um, again, divine love is what comes up. And, again, when I went to divine love, your mom pops up. So, however, you know, if you feel that good, that good bond, that good vibe, just, just feel what it feels like to be connected and, and loved by somebody. And then picture that love expand all the way out to the universe and beyond and just see that, wow, everything out there has that much and more love for me. And so then what you can do with that love is start to realize, wow, I can have that much love for me too. And when you can get into that space, it's so much easier to just kind of allow everything to unfold. And really, I, I know that's kind of like esoteric and a little deep but really that's where your path is going right now it's just about you getting into that place of trust and alignment and then following your heart and i would add i'm sorry no go for it you know how this works i do but there's that worthy piece and i know jared skimmed over it but i think before love comes knowing that you're worthy and in you i think you need to deal with that worthy piece which jared definitely alluded to and tied in but i think that's the layer underneath the love, Jared, and I think you would agree with me that we are worthy of, and Jared and I have been on this journey for a long time, but we are worthy of whatever we can create in our lives, and thank goodness we have the ability, all of us, not just Jared, not just me, not just who you guys respect and admire, not just the richest person in your town or the movie stars or the rock stars or whoever you admire, but you, every one of you is worthy, like Jared said, of creation and and we have been empowered all of us with that ability to activate every single part of ourselves and and that is a mighty force to be reckoned with when you show up as you yeah well and i love that you said activate too because uh what i was dealing with on a call yesterday with i had a big group that i'm doing some work with and everybody was so afraid to feel because they had all these judgments around what it was like to feel and what other people were going to think of them and what they thought of themselves and it's like that is such an important part of the process, in my, in my opinion, is to be able to feel it because then you can move into the experience of it and you can really start directing that energy because then you're not separating anymore. You're not afraid to experience all that you are. 
And it was funny when you said the thing about the worthiness again. Like, mm-hmm. I, again, I know your mom is fine and everything's good, but I definitely got that energy coming through and just saying thank you. And that's really what was underlying that issue. And I think that's why when I said divine love, I went to a parent because we all know that, well, you know, my mom's going to love me no matter what I do. You know, most of us anyway. We, we think that we have that belief system that, you know, okay, our parents, but what about everybody else? And what about me? And I don't really deserve it. So it's just being able to know that you are worthy and you do deserve it. And you don't have to do anything to deserve it. So in other words, maybe deserving is a wrong, a wrong word because it just is and it's yours and you're worthy. Agreed. Thank you. Agreed. Yes. Thank you for calling, Well, Thank you so yeah, much. Big time. Sorry. Thanks for <laughs> listening. I will some I will let somebody get out a whole question, I promise. But when some of you guys it's just you're so ready to move that the energy is right there and as soon as I tap into you it's like boop, this is what's coming forward. Yeah. Which I know I know you know about that too. <laughs> yeah, like, Jared is hardcore and triple speed. And that's gonna be my new name for him. Hardcore so. triple speed, I like <laughs> yeah, it. I like oh yeah, she who shall remain nameless told me to remember to slow down. I'll <laughs> <laughs> remain nameless. I love it, I love it, I love it. Great. All right, thank you so much. Well, thanks for calling and have a good evening. Thank you, too. All right, I'm going to keep booking if that's okay because we've got, you know, a lot of requests. You're kind of popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. going to go to Ms. Leslie from Georgia. Do you have a question or would you like a reading from Jared? I would like a reading. What? <laughs> What would you like me to read, my dear? Since you're triple fast, you know, what do they want to well, tell me tonight? Well, I, well, that's funny because I was just going to ask you, what would you like to tell you tonight? I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, I talk about in, in uh, one of my books, Love Life God. I ask, I say, what is all this stuff? I used to have precog dreams all the time. And I said, what is that? And with people, you know, because when people say, well, you know, what's, what do you see in my future? And I finally realized what I'm seeing is, uh, probabilities, and with most people, they're so set in their ways that the probabilities that I see are the things that happen, and that's why, to me, it looks like a precognitive thing. But for people who change their energy so much and are, are willing to evolve and evolve and evolve and evolve, it's not so much a matter of what do you see in my life. It's just a matter of, you know, what's going on here and, and what's in the way. And what's coming up for you is more about being able to make a choice. Um, <laughs> that I guess that hits home, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Like, I have all these... I'm looking at the smorgasbord. Yeah, yeah, well, and it's yeah. like, what and it's do kind I of like, It's kind of like you're waiting for someone other than you to kind of, it's like, because I, I get, you definitely feel kind of, <laughs> if, if if we're going to talk about five things, you know, on, a, on out in front of you, there's like one thing that's maybe in the lead with like 33% of the vote, but you're kind of looking around going, well, what's everybody else going to do? And, well, somebody give me a little bit of, like, come on, give me a hint, give me a direction. And what really, when you said, what do they have for me today? It was like, literally, they were just going to say, what do you want? That's what you've got to get in touch with. Um, there's a little bit of a block around that because it feels like what I want is not good enough. Um, so interestingly enough, there's kind of we're developing a theme with the calls. Um, hmm, we don't need anything else. So are you ready to shift that? Yes, I am ready to shift that. <laughs> are, are you really ready to? Or let me ask you a different <laughs> way. Not just shift it because you'll just put it in a different pocket. I just saw you do that. <laughs> so are you willing to completely... Uh. Erase that from your hologram and start over from a blank space. Yes. Yeah, I felt that. Okay, good. So what would you like to create? Hmm. More joy, more happiness. Yeah, as you say, you want love. love. You want love. Yes, more love. (laughs) I need the love. (laughs) Yeah. So when I say you're open to the love, no. You're not. So what's up with that? Um. Still recovering from bad relationship. Yeah, you know what you yeah. know what that equals in a, in a state of not trusting. 
Yeah. You know you know what that equals? No. I, I love I love you, but I'm gonna tell you, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. But she can handle you're, it. <laughs> you're, you're you're living you're living from old stories. <laughs> you're carrying oh, stuff yeah. around. Wow. Yeah. You can put yeah. that all down whenever you choose to. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you I thought you'd just get mad at yourself and be like, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like, okay, yep, got it. Yeah, yeah, got you're it. good other than that, baby. Your energy field, pretty clear. You're still carrying around one of those relationships um, in a way, not even in like a, what the way most people would carry it. You're just, it's kind of like that thing that's like just constantly like you turn around because you're like, I know it's there, and you look and then it moves, and then you turn around and it comes back in and you turn around and you keep missing it. So really that's just a game you're playing with yourself to keep you from having to fall back into trust because you've got a belief that trust is going to hurt this time around. And if you've got that belief and you go into something with that belief, that belief is going to be met by the universe. So just let's shift that sucker right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There you go. I'm kind of <laughs> – if anybody walks by my window, I've got my hand out. I'm, like, moving this energy, and they're probably like, what is that dude doing? It looks like he's doing Tai Chi. Um, anyway. <laughs> So there, there you go. Just, sorry, somebody. People were walking by and they just looked up here, and I'm like doing this weird wavy thing. I'm like, no, no, not not you guys. You're good. You guys go on. <laughs> you can get in on the healing too if you want, though. <laughs> so yeah, I I get that too, babe. Are you good, Liz? I am good. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are so good. Much. So just know you're good because that's that's the little thing you just came up and you're like, yay, it's done. Now what? So <laughs> instead of the now what and turning back around to look at what's not good, it's yay, I'm good. I'm gonna go create. Got yes. it. Got it. Right. Got it. Thank you. Good job. So Thanks for listening. I appreciate your love. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, babe. Good stuff. Oh wow. Okay. Are you still good? You need to drink um, water. <laughs> Actually, I, I just you. You seriously? I we're that good. I just grabbed a. I just grabbed a bottle of water. Hello. Anyway, <laughs> I'm good too, Jared. I know, that, but I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I'm. You're the only person on the planet that talks faster than me. I think so. Other than okay. William Lindell, William Lindell does talk faster than us. But that's another show. You know, the thing is that I feel like when I'm in that space, when I'm kind of channeling the energy, it's coming at me so fast, and it's like, okay, it's like I'm just trying to relay it as quick as I'm seeing it. Well, and anyone that talks to me, like they hate it because they're like in the middle of this intense story, and I'm like. Wait, wait, stop, stop, I have to say I know, I love that you have that experience, too, because people will call you, and they may be in the midst of just, like, whatever their story is at the moment, and immediately, like, it may be, I mean, it may not be immediate, but, like, as they're talking, it's very obvious that it's not about what they're talking about, and so you stop them, and they're like, but wait, I really wanted to finish my story about all my crap. <laughs> and I'm even talking about normal life. They're like, yeah, I was going to the grocery store, and I'm like, wait, wait, I have information, and they're like, oh, really, you have to Oh, my girls, Jerry, you get to keep out of it. My girls I think I am, like, the worst mother in the entire <laughs> They're like, can't you be normal? Please be like, normal. It's sorry, so this is normal, guys. Change the paradigm. And, and they know that. And they're not yeah. normal, but that's the whole. And you have all that joy ahead of you, which we, I don't know if we'll have time to do reading, but I might do a Jared reading, which could be very interesting. But let's, my, my <laughs> sisters will yell at me, so I have to put... Um, we're going to take a question from all the way from Hawaii, mm. Mr. Judge Neal. Welcome to the program, Judge Neal. Hi, thank you for having me. Hey, I'm welcome. Really honored to be here. Thank you for calling, and I always appreciate you listening. Do you yeah, have? Thanks, thanks for uh, bringing in some of that Hawaii too. Good. <laughs> like that. Not that. a problem. <laughs> I I have a question. I have a okay. question. All right. I am on a spiritual path trying to develop my psychic gifts. 
Okay. And where do you where do you see that going? Well, again, what I what I immediately go to this is kind of funny. You ask me a question, and then I go right back to you, and it's like you're just kind of sitting there staring at me, waiting for me to tell you. And in this situation, if you're asking me, is it developing on the path you're on? You're going to develop some stuff, yes, and you're going to also find out that some of the things that you're operating from right now are actually helping to keep you from actually opening up to that. Uh-huh. Um, it really comes down to how much you oh, – then there's, I get some resistance now, so just kind of open up a little bit. But it comes down to how fast you want to do it and how quick you want to do it. And if you know it can be easy or if it has to be something that you've got to spend years and years learning and perfecting. Uh, can I ask a follow-up question? Sure. You know how the spiritual path is kind of like the way I see it. It's kind of like being a doctor. There's all these different specialties, like you have brain surgeons, cardiologists. Like, right. Okay, can you tell like where I'm predispositioned towards as far as pursuing? Yeah, I, your energy. When you just asked me that, what I see is I see your heart light, and I see that the, that light follow down the arm meridians to the hands, and then I see it in the third eye. So, um, as far as predisposed. Um, I, I I tend to just I, I I think that was your your follow up kind of was in reference to something I said in the beginning as that even that is just a template that'll keep you if you think well I can only be good at one thing or every energy person mm-hmm. only has one area of expertise um, I take all of that together and just say no energy healing is doing anything you want um, did you ever see the show Heroes Yes Yeah You remember Peter that. Petrelli how he could kind of do whatever. Whenever he was around yeah, he, it. Yeah, he, he has every gift, right? Yeah, well, you're kind of, you've kind of got that going on with your hands, your heart, and your third eye. It's kind of like if you can feel it, see it, you can do it. Oh. That's kind of awesome. the picture that I get. So so don't worry. And that was the thing I was saying to you about it. You, you know, if you want to take a long time and kind of go down a path, you don't have to follow rules. There are, only, there, there are no rules. And whatever resonates with you, whatever helps you open up, um, that's the way to go. That is Does that help? That that's totally helpful. I really appreciate it. Okay, good, I, I get good, it. good, good. Yeah, because you feel very genuine, and it feels like you're ready to do that. So just if anybody you know comes at you and says, because that looks like it could be in your field, where somebody says, "No, you're doing this wrong," or "Yeah, but you've got to do this because that's what everybody else does." I get that all the time. I get that yeah. all the time. Like, that's why I was trying that. to be nice about it, just saying mm-hmm. thing about limitation. But <laughs> yeah, basically, no. everybody means well, but they're just coming from their own stories and their own. In a way, limitations. It may not be limitations for them, but it's kind of a limitation for you. So there's just that part of you that doesn't know 100% that it's only what you make it. So I think that's like an old Pepsi slogan. It just came into my head, like, the choice is up to you. So really, the choice is up to you. And again, I go heart, hands, and and it looks like the third eye. So again, if you can feel it and see it, you can do it. Which I may write that down. I'm going to have to download this recording because that's like the (laughs) coolest thing I've ever said. I love that. (laughs) Thank you so much. Are yeah, you man, you're very welcome. Neil? Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Have a good no night. Problem. Take care. Good night. All right. Bye-bye. I will. Bye-bye. All right. I love Feel his good. energy. Like I said, Hawaii. Like, you could totally feel it, right? Oh, like yeah. Great. He's Yeah, he's he's got a good... Great, great vibe. Are you, are you yeah. still good? Because we've still got... I want to pack him <laughs> in, and then I'm going to have to cut you guys off, because I do want to give you time to talk about your package a little bit, and then, you know... <laughs> So, Sorry, I'm 12. I just I, no, that. I'm a I'm a good telephone host. Yeah, I'm practicing <laughs> for when I have my own telephone and I, I get on the love it. But you'll have to you have to promise right now with witnesses that if I ever have a telephone, you have to be a guest. <laughs> I will be a guest. You got right. it. Oh, I love it. Okay, now we're on. <laughs> um, Sarah, Sarah, welcome to the secret to everything. Do you have a question for Jared? 
Yes, good evening, and thank you for taking my call. I'm great, and uh, I feel really special. Uh, There was one mind that said, no, it would be too busy, and then Spirit said, do it. I'm here for activation for the good of my higher purpose. Okay. And when I say that you, when you have an idea what your higher purpose is, um, what's the what's the block? What's your resistance to it? Do you know? It's so awesome and amazing. <laughs> well, talk, talk to me about it a little bit. Because okay. part of it kind of looks like even it. I don't. This is again. I get I get messages. I a long time ago things would show up, and I was like, I'm not going to pay attention if y'all keep bringing things to my attention that way. So now I get funny stuff. Mm-hmm. And what came up? When you were asking me, was there's this old Adam Sandler skit where this guy just keeps going, no, they're all going to laugh at you. And so um, what I want to address is the thing in you that doesn't really think you're worthy enough. And you kind of touched on it even when you said, well, it'll be too busy or whatever. But it's kind of like, well, that's my dream. But, oh, you know, that's my dream. People will laugh at it. They'll think it's stupid. And and so even in saying that, I can feel you'd be like, no, it's awesome. And I agree with you because I can feel it. But the other side of that is there is a part of you that's like, oh, come on, get real. Don't do that. Don't don't go there. So we're gonna move that if that's cool with you. Are you good with that? Let's let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I like it. All right. So talk to me about what the heaviness is, because there's a little bit of heaviness around that. Well, because I'm you know I'm going through my human revolution. Um, false witnesses, you know lies and rumors, everything to try to... Okay. Well, what I want to actually do then is I want to skip up to the the higher point of that, which is just kind of picking that template up and moving it. And as I try to grab it, you grab back onto it, and you're like, (laughs) no, i got to have that. So did you laugh because you felt that too? Is that what that was? No, I laughed because you're right. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's what I was asking, yeah. So you have to be willing to get rid of, (laughs) let go of that template of and the definitions and the story you've got about what the revolution means and what happens as you go through it and where it's actually taking you. Because all of those things are literally, like, just weighing you down. They're like shackles. It's like your your feet are, you know, you're two feet deep in really thick mud right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah? Well, I'm ready to release and let go anything. I don't need any blockages. Well, there's I'm an interesting thing that goes on here, too. You're ready and willing to release anything <laughs> that will get you to your goal. But what you're not ready and willing to release is any other stuff that's going to limit you. And what I'm telling you is the goal you have in mind right now will actually uh-huh. shift once you let go of all the limitations. Well, and Jared, I hate to interrupt. Um, no, go for but it. the resistance I can touch. It's yeah, so that's strong. It has thick. a physical vibration to me. Um, yeah. Like you're handing me a box of resistance. And so you have to be willing to, in my opinion, and Jared can kind of contradict me, acknowledge your resistance, all you need to do is say it's there. And then Jared, I think, can move it, but you're not, I don't think there's an acknowledgement. I think for some reason, I don't know why you don't seem to me to want to acknowledge that there's a resistance there. Yeah, no, you're, you're We exactly can't right. take it from you without your acknowledging its existence. You have well, to. I have resistance, and I want to let it go. I want to be free. Okay, the funny thing is, then I just saw you, like, shove it in. <laughs> like, this is it, like, it came into my field, and you were like, you wanted me to take care of it. <laughs> like, it was like it was like your little puppy. So you have to release the attachment to that resistance, too, which I know sounds weird. People go, I'm, I'm attached to this. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to very nicely put it back over and <laughs> tell you that you've got to be the one to say, okay, bye-bye, and take your power back from it, because it's your power. And I'm also going to suggest that, 
because you kind of gave it over to me, there are places in your life where you're looking for other people to give you your power or to give your power away too. And so those things that you said, false witness, whatever, are actually created out of that energy in you that's saying, hey, come over here and take a little bit of my power. Which I know sounds really weird, but just, just go with me on here. So, okay, there you go. All right. You kind of let go of most of that stuff. There's some other stuff in there, too. It looks like family issues. Um, what's up with that? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's my... true. You kind of, like, tried to grab for something to cover that up. So it's okay. You're in a safe space. Um, okay. Just, you know, be willing to be seen and be open and be vulnerable, and we'll get through it. Okay. With and make my, the choice to do my it. Daughters, because... My daughters, I want to release and um, send them love and for their to be willing. Yeah, um, as you're doing that, though, it looks like you're sending them love so that you'll receive love. It's kind of like what you're really sending out is a cord for them mm-hmm. to attach, and they're not wanting to attach to that cord. Well, want, there's a little bit of attachment, but mostly it's like, no, I don't want that. And you keep saying, why don't I don't understand why this won't connect, and it's because it's not a love that's just a pure non-attachment. There's some attachment there. Okay. Okay. So what I want you to work with is just this idea that love just is and there's no attachment and that you are the creator of your own universe. And, you, yeah, it's again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You're worthy of love and other people are worthy of love, but there's some still old stuff around how you've defined love and what you're willing to call love and what it has to look like and what people have to give you and what you have to give people. And I'm telling you right now, if you can free yourself from that, then begins your spiritual revolution. And Sarah, I'm sorry again to interrupt, Sarah. They're giving me a picture for you, which is the statement that you're saying that you desire to move forward. That's not, that's absolute a true vibration. However, they're showing me a picture of you walking through quicksand. Yeah. So you are you are surrounding yourself with this energy that is almost like tripping you up from moving forward. So yes, you can move forward, but it's but at a cost and at an energy price and in a sluggish fashion. So. I would suggest you, you call an energy healer, maybe purchase Jared's package, or go on and start off downloading his free um, energy, you know, vibrational meditation. I also have a free vibrational meditation, and just start to. I think your her energy field, Jared, might need. Yeah, yeah, it's a, no, no, you're right. I remember, I, I said it was like she was in two feet a month, so I, yeah, I'm with you on that page. Yeah, she said the same thing. Yeah, I wasn't really yeah. listening. I was in my own yeah, yeah, yeah. pictures and so there. You, Sorry, yeah, I wasn't trying to hook off. I was okay. getting no. my own pictures. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you need to be attacked. A lot of people, most people do need to be attacked from the, not attacked, but worked with from the inside out. I actually think she needs shooken up from the outside in in order to release some things. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, because you wouldn't be able to even get in there. It's so gooey right now. You couldn't get inside to shake it out. So, it, yeah, I, I agree with that. It, so it would serve you. It would serve you very much, yeah. babe, to just uh, whether you're working with whoever, whatever you're working with, but just to start working with some tools that can help you raise your vibration and clear out some of that absolutely. sludge. Absolutely. But there's absolutely hope you can get where you're going. You just need you just need some tools and a little bit of a shake up in that vibrational field, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on the same page there. Is that good, Sarah? Do we give you at least a little bit of maybe direction? Yes. So, and I'm I'm jacked up on the floor. <laughs> oh, what? I said I'm jacked up. I'm a hot mess. Oh. <laughs> well, that's good. You should be able to feed a little off the vibration of this program. Well, anyway, thank you so much for calling. We really appreciate your call, and um, I think Kara's putting the link to Jared's special offer, and we're going to talk about that in one minute so we can learn a little more about that. So thank you Great. so much for calling, hon. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. I right, appreciate it, baby. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm going to let 
Kara come on now. Kara, are you still there? And get a quick reading that um, I'm going to have to cut off the calls and let them talk about a special offer and do our good night. So, Kara? Hi, hi, Jared. This is Kara, Kimberly's hey, producer. Yeah, I'm it's excited to have you on this show. It's been a good show, and you definitely put a lighthearted spin compared to uh, the first intense hour. So thank you so much. <laughs> it felt a little intense. I know I was going to call, and it was just like I clearly got, nah, you don't need to. So, I'm glad. And that's not judgment. I mean, again, everybody creates their own reality. So whatever reality you're choosing to create and whatever belief systems you're giving your energy to, you're, you know, you, you, nobody can create your world but you, is what I would say. And if you create it to where other people are creating it, still at some level of, of, of your being, that's your choice. And what's going on with you there? Because actually that ties into what you are coming forward for. I really, I really don't know. This has been such a crazy year, and right now I just feel like I'm driving on a really busy highway with all of these things going on simultaneously. Yeah. I'm having a hard time focusing or really tapping into my intuition because it, it just always feels like I'm just overstimulated, I think uh-huh. I would say. That is, um, that's actually a very common thing I'm dealing with a lot of people on that right now. So I'm going to go. I just picked up a sheet, and I'm going somewhere on here. So hold on. Let me figure it out. Uh, six, claim all positives. Oh, well, that's, of course. So you're going to claim all the positives on this sheet. I, of course, I wrote in shorthand. Claim all positives on the initial energy transformation sheet, which is this sheet. So let me see if I can run through it really, really fast, and I'm going to tell you this would be like a giant energy uh, fire hose going off in you and just clearing some stuff out, okay? So you're going to balance and just claim the intention of divine love, basically, is what you're looking for in total balance within your vibrational system uh, in the ionosphere and beyond. I am the creation of me, my world, my universe, my body, my thoughts. I am the balance of the frequency of masculine, feminine, and child and the radiation of my light within electromagnetic hole of the whole, which is the brain. I invoke the rays, flames, and lights. I am whole. I am God. I am power. There, you invoke a balance around power because it looks like there's a little, whoa, it's really off wonk. So, yeah, pull that back. Do it a little bit because you're not, there you go. All our energy in all dimensions. Claim, I saw Kim, Kim coming for support. Thanks, Kim. All our energy in all dimensions. Claim all positives on the initial energy transformation. Uh, accept that I am the creation of all creation, whether that's money, love, health, etc. Uh, relationships falls in there for you as well. Genetic acceptance uh, that I am the creation of me. I want the highest answer. Um, open your chakras in the body, outside the body. Make sure all chakras are open, balanced, spinning, correctly repaired. Holographic imprints of uh, inner child, all of that stuff. Uh, anything that's been imprinted in your hologram, we're going to lift that out right now. I am the creation of trust in all energy. All energy is integrated completely from all dimensions into my divine self, which is you in this integration, in this life, in this heart space. Integration of the whole brain, which is not just the physical brain, but the uh, energy that surrounds your body, the communication device. I know I am the energy of consciousness. Uh, We're clearing physical imbalances in the body, um, anything creating imbalances, uh, any any polarities, um, any patterns that you're holding you're ready to release. We're going to go ahead and move through those. Life subjects, um, which is basically anything affecting your definition of happiness. And it seems like there's a couple of things, and again, relationships comes up, uh, whether it's with someone else or just with yourself or with your own source, um, where there are some limiting beliefs that are affecting your happiness and other subjects. Uh, and then knowing that you're complete, uh, as opposed <clears throat> excuse me, as opposed to an energy that says, I know that I'm incomplete. I am completion. Uh, I am that I am. Any kind of toxic relationships, again, including the self or with source, we're going to lift those off. 
forgiveness, uh, both of ourselves and others. It's all one energy, but we're going to choose to invoke forgiveness and release whatever the, the painful story is that we're holding around that. I choose to be in this life. I choose to have everything that I want. I choose to know that's okay. Uh, we're going to clear what I would refer to as the water, but, you know, um, I, I speak of water as a spiritual term, as kind of the communicative properties of energy. So we're going to clear that. It looks like there's kind of some stuff around you, too, kind of, it's almost like the picture I get is the cartoon where there's the angel and then there's the, like, little devil and there's, like, this thing going, yeah, but, hey, what about this over here? So we're going to kind of remove all of that and let you know that you don't need that. And, again, I am divine love in the moment of now, which is all moments, past, present, future. Everything is in the moment of now. I am the essence of pure thought. In other words, God, creative force, isness, the universe. And I am expansion, and I easily, effortlessly move into my expansion. Now, out of those, I would say 17 of them cleared out really fast for you, and there's some other ones that are kind of uh, draining. And I know it's hard to get your head around, which is why I went that fast, because I don't want people getting in their heads. I just want them kind of zoning out so I can peek into their energy field and start cleaning it. So... Uh, it looks like, again, I had some support on that one from, from someone else, and so we're cleaning cleaning all that stuff out. When I say there's anything else, I get a no. So um, whatever was coming forward for you, that was actually really big. I think if I were to do that with a client, that would probably take an hour. So that was a, wow. um, a fast version of that. Um, but, again, it looks like it, it was enough to give your energy. Uh, it was enough to give you an idea of the energy of how to do it in your own field. And your energy kind of went, oh, yeah, this is the program. Let's start running that everywhere else. And it looks like when I said that, there's still part of you that's not sure it wants to run that program. So just go ahead and choose. And just know that you're not – it's like there's going to be some sadness. And you're like, I don't want to go. But just it's almost like a kid going off to camp. But you're going to have a good time. So just go. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Right. You know what? I would say, Kara, just adding on to what Jared said, I would say he said just go. I get just let it go. You hold on, so just let it go. It'll yeah. be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I said go, I meant like into the flow, but you can't. Yeah, get into the I got flow you, but I got yeah. that other, other, that kind of the opposite side of that coin. So thank you, Kara, for your question. I'm sorry, everybody. I know Jared's wonderful. Um, can you give your website, Jared? I think it's jaredhewitt.com. Is it right? It, yeah, am yeah, I right? It's, yeah, it's J A R R A D H E W E T T dot com. So there's a lot of stuff on there. There's, um, I think you can get to his radio program. There's a lot of information, and there's a lot of free stuff on there you can play around with as well as you can purchase sessions. But could you run through your package really quick for us, Jared? Yeah, um, the first item, it's a big package. The, uh, the first item is um, it's called the Creation Formula Healing and Creation System. And what this is is um, a lot of what I do is I'm working with people. I can literally tune into different frequencies. Like if I said a word to somebody, they might say, oh, I know what that word is on this plane. Well, there might be a frequency that's behind that word is the energy that goes through lots and lots of other planes. So you hear about some people go, well, this is a past life issue or, well, this is a, an issue of you know another part of my energy, whatever. I found that these frequencies are the thing that pulls it all together. Um, so what this is is there's several parts. There's a frequency chart. There are about six different um, symbols that are, again, like I said, it's just it's energy represented in symbol form. Like if you looked at a picture book, you would know the words and you would feel the energy because that's what you know. Well, your consciousness, this is all latent energy that's in the consciousness. Uh, and so as you look at that, it activates within your body. There's, um, there's a brain activation for those of you who'd like to activate the pituitary, the pineal, the heart. There's a heart opening uh, exercise. There's, um, within that, there's then a book that comes with it that fully explains not only the frequencies of the, of the formula. And what the formula does is it moves through and it takes out all of the stuff you don't want, but it also 
implants. It's like a computer program. It gets rid of all of the stuff you don't want and starts putting in all of the stuff you do. And it will literally, when you invite it into your energy field, it becomes one with you because it is you, because you're everything, you're all that is your energy. It starts running those programs and shifting your life. It's it's actually the thing I started working with that brought about the biggest shift in me. Um, along with that, there's a half an hour audio where it's literally like if you were to have a session with me and you didn't want to pay the $400, uh, it's, it's literally the energy of that, and I walk you through it, and you can do it whenever you want. Um, there's a eliminating genetic beliefs. I talk about it as it's like you move into a house where people have filled all the drawers with their stuff, and you get kind of pissed off, but you're living in this house, and none of it's really yours. So within your energy system, uh, what this does is we go through, and there's 46 different ones that I've pinpointed through you know, a decade of working with clients that, that come up a lot. So I've put these all together, and as we go through the 70 minutes, it's basically it's a healing session in and of itself to allow you to release and clear any kind of genetic imprint, any kind of genetic block or limiting belief, uh, as well as kind of shedding any of the ties that bind you, whether it's to your, your genetic family here or even, you know, the family of man. Um, and there's another one that's uh, an hour-long limiting core beliefs. So any kind of core beliefs, whether it's I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or I don't deserve to be here or... I'm not the creation of me. Any, anything, there's, um, there's about 40 of those as well. Uh, so it gets rid of those. There's a morning ascension activation and evening meditation. I know you and I talked about that. Um, <laughs> it's so important to direct your day in the mornings, guys. Uh, this is actually, this little AM meditation is what I do in the morning because basically it's you're waking up and if you can get into the space, you can really easily create that blank slate and start literally directing the universe to start filling your order. It's kind of like a little five-minute meditation of, you know, an Ikea catalog. You get to just go through and check off what you want, and the universe just goes, okay, you know, here here it comes. So there's an AM and a PM. Uh, You're going to get the audio book of Love, Life, God, The Journey of Creation, uh, which was a bestseller for about 13 weeks on Amazon. So um, that's a really good thing. That basically goes into what are frequencies, who are you, what is source, how are we all connected, how can I change my reality, how can I create my reality, uh, and basically it goes through all of the different stages of your fear of creation, your intention, um, all of the places that people get hung up in the creation process are addressed. Um, and then there is a bonus, uh, which is a video that tells you how to open your channel, uh, which is one of the things the gentleman asked, you know, he was doing things. This is something, it's a four-minute video, um, where this is just an exercise I began doing about 12 years ago to kind of start cutting away the crud that was clogging my channel and get focused. Um, and then there's also, you're going to get, we're going to do a two-night ascension event, which is going to be September 5th and 6th at 6 p.m., where you'll be able to call. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, start off, I'm going to talk about ascension, what it is, what it means, um, how to change your energy, how to live the ascended life you want. Basically, any and every, anything and everything around the topic of ascension we're going to talk about. And I'm going to do a group healing, and then I'm also going to take uh, callers, just like we did tonight, and uh, maybe a little more intense, because that energy will be you know ascended, and it's like, okay, what do I need to do to shift this now? Because the energy, as you know, is just... Mm-hmm. popping on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. So all of that, all of that is the package, uh, and all of that is less than what it would even cost you to spend a half an hour on the phone with me. So it's it's pretty it's pretty I'm pretty proud of it. Like, and I'm doing it, guys, not because it's like, oh my gosh, I want to give away all this stuff. I'm doing it because you know, 20, 2012. That's when everybody's focused on ascension. So the consciousness is wide open right now, and it's like, oh, get in there, get this information, yeah, get it, get true. it, get it, because true. life is literally so ready for this right now. Absolutely. Your life is ready. So yeah, absolutely. Well, Jared, thank you so much for running right up against the clock. We've got about three minutes left. Any parting words? One sentence. One sentence. All you need is love. Be the authentic you that you can be. That's that's kind of. Oh, Colleen would be proud. That's awesome. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I love that you were here. I'd love for you to come back. I know you and I are busy, 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 and I know reading you that our lives are going to be literally like 
super transformed. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who be I know. It's going to be an so. amazing journey. I mean, we're in our own ascension. We're living it. It's, it's great. Absolutely. So Fantastic. We're good. We're thank you for having me. I appreciate but, it. But I love you to death, and I totally support you. And thank you so much. So, thank you, babe. Uh, take care. Okay, Kareem, take us out. It's all you. Okay. Make sure you can catch us on um, Twitter. You catch Dr. Kimberly at Serene Wellness. Wellness. Uh, you can catch me at King Cashflow, K-I-N-G-K-A-S-H-F-L-O. Catch TG at Intuitive underscore P-S. Catch Kara at Coast to Coast Kara, Walt at Ghost Hunter Walt. And if you have any suggestions or future guests or questions, you can email Dr. Kimberly at dr.kim.ste at gmail.com. Make sure, you know, to check out the, the telesummits that Dr. Kim will be on. Uh, she'll be on the Wealth Mastery Now, and that's on September 4th. You can sign up by going to www.wealthmasterynow.com uh, forward slash wealth. And the other one was Coaching with the Masters, and that's www.coachingwiththemasters.com. And she will be speaking on this telesummit on September 6th. Sign up now also. And also, you can catch Dr. Kim on Serenity Natural Wellness at Facebook. And also, you know, we have the website is secrettoeverything.com. So, everyone, have a great night. Thanks for listening on our Secret to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Listen every Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time, from 7 to 8 p.m. on Block Talk Radio.